Think about your last presentation where something went wrong. Now that you have that in your mind's eye, what could you have done differently to prevent it from happening in the first place? I'm Becky Pike Booth with the Bob Pike Group, and I'm going to be talking today about problems that we have when we are presenting. And a little bit of it is about preventing those problems. Some of it is how do we deal with it when it comes up? We could look for a moment at difficult participants, but we've recorded several of our podcasts on that. I encourage you to go back and listen to listen into those. And then, um, you know, anxiety, how do we overcome that? Because if we're anxious and we show it, other people will know as well. So how do we tackle those problems? Well, first, it's really figuring out what could go wrong. At the Bob Pike Group, we've been around 40 plus years, and we know that about 80%, and this is based on our own statistics, right? Based on all of our presentation, thousands and thousands. We know that we can pre prevent about 80% of them if we just set the room up right. If we have everybody, you know, mute their phones, put it on uh, airplane mode. If we practice with the exact equipment before the session begins. Uh, make sure that the sound works, even though it works on your computer, maybe it doesn't work throughout the hotel ballroom that you happen to be presenting in, right? So get and set up a checklist for yourself. It doesn't matter how much expertise you have in presenting and you, you still might forget something. I've been doing this a really long time. I'm only 12 years old though, just kidding. I know that I need checklists. I even need checklists for packing and I've packed a billion times. Inevitably, if I don't follow my checklist, I forget one or two things. And usually it's something that I'm annoyed with. It's not the most important thing, but it's an annoyance. So we want to make sure we're using checklists to help prevent equipment problems. Always have a backup plan. So don't rely on your PowerPoint, for example, because if it goes down and you need to present without it, make sure that you have a backup plan. How will you use flip charts instead? Or can you go outside and do a little presentation, a little field trip out there while they're fixing it? Making sure you have that backup plan and then troubleshooting process. I was presenting to a group of 700. I got there early, but there was a presenter before me. So I only had a half hour, a little less than that, to get my computer all set up and ready. I typically use quite a bit of technology. So I'm using music. I'm also using maybe a video, short video. I could be using um, some form of a game. And I tell you what, I was presenting and I could not get my game to work. And I'm like, oh my word, why is this not working? And I was so frustrated. So I ended up having to do something different and it went fabulously, but I couldn't get it to work. And long story short, I found out the reason I couldn't get it to work is because the hotel that we were in actually had firewalls on their internet. And that particular game, which is played on the internet, is not accessible. There's not a way I could have known that. I couldn't figure it out. So I had to troubleshoot and do something different as a result of me not getting it to work. And I had never had that problem. I would just recommend if you have a computer issue, these happen all the time, just turn your computer off and all the way back on. And usually that prevents quite a few of our little problems. Yes, I'm not an IT person, but I, I find that turning it off and on works most of the time. Now, other situations where we might be having a problem could be ourselves. And you forget what you're going to say. Here's a deal. 
pause, let your brain think, slow down your speech, think of daily conversation and use words that aren't quite so big. Put people into a little breakout talking to each other while you collect your thoughts again. I know that I've had four kids and I did have pregnancy brain after I came back to work and those tips really helped me. And if you're not feeling well, then people can see it, they can feel it. And so you need to overcome that. So don't say, oh, you guys might not be my best today because I'm sick. You don't want them to know what they may not notice. All right. So don't, don't go on and on with that. You don't want to get sympathy because now they're going to just think it's a boring session or, oh my word, she's not that great after all. You don't want to put yourself in that position. And then I would also just shift the session to emphasize, of course, that participant involvement. So they're doing more of the work. Another um, concept is the fear. And this is what I'm going to end with. Sometimes we have a fear of presenting to a brand new group. And it's really important that we know our cues, read our own body language. If I know that I don't have enough time to prepare or present, you know, get my stuff ready, I, my hands start to sweat. I start kind of moving around a little bit more. Take some time to just get your theme song going. Take a few deep breaths. And I just really want to encourage you to know your own body language so that you're able to overcome the quivers and, and crackles, the speed, whether you're monotone or maybe you get dry mouth. Make sure that you know those so that you can be prepared. Thanks for tuning in to this creative training technique tip. And we release one every single Friday. So we'll see you next week.